This is episode 27 of Logical Empathy. And today I want to talk about the face change. I was in the gym today and I saw a guy, probably somewhere between 24 and 26, and he had the face of a really nice person. That the world was kind, gonna be kind to him. And I remember reading in Jordan Peterson's book about a therapy patient he had whose face changed over the course of therapy. It was a hardening. It was a change into, a change from, I don't know what's coming next and I'm optimistic about it, to I don't know what's coming next. It may be good, but I'm prepared for the worst. And that's that old phrase, expect the best and prepare for the worst, which is a pretty, pretty solid phrase, honestly. It's the difference between being responsible for expected outcomes and not, I believe. Because a child, a child always has that happy-go-lucky look about them. They wonder look. And that's because the child isn't responsible for the repercussions of its actions. And once that changes, and once there's an expectation of the evil and craziness in the world, then the expectation becomes different. There's a reasonable expectation of negativity. And along with that negativity comes a new expectation, and that expectation manifests itself physically in the face. I experienced that in the course of my work, the extent to which I took on the responsibility of, this is a phrase that we have in our men's work, men are responsible for the intended and unintended consequences of their actions. So that's about responsibility. And as I assumed more responsibility and realized I could no longer shirk it, and that even the negative things that happened around me that weren't my fault, I was still responsible for. So the extent to which I took full ownership over everything, it created a different mindset for being, just being. And in that mindset is a hardening. It's absolutely a hardening. It is child to adult. And I remember hearing Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan's podcast and he, Kevin Hart is from Philadelphia and I gather was raised in a very rough environment and he was contrasting that with his children who didn't, don't grow up, right? They have a famous multimillionaire father and have everything handed to them. It's not that different from Rocky Balboa, actually also from Philly and he, his kid was softer and he got picked on and he didn't, it, the, the world was 
artificially created to be easier. And an easier world doesn't promote a hardening. A hardening only happens through hard circumstances. And it's important. The world isn't ever going to be that easy. That it, I use the word artificial on purpose because it is a construction. It is not representative of the way the world actually works. There's going to be conflict. If conflict is moderated for you, if conflict is eliminated for you, you never develop the hardening. And this isn't about men or women. This is people. In Jordan Peterson's book, he was referencing a woman whose face hardened. And I do believe that. I do believe that there's a sense of the world must be, we must look at the world through a pessimistic lens. Or rather, expect the best prepared for the worst, right? Optimistic lens with an understanding that the world may not go as we like, and we've got to be prepared for that conflict. And this is what we're not doing anymore. This is what we are. We're creating this artificial environment and creating people with nice faces, soft lives, a lack of understanding of how to handle conflict correctly. Conflict is handled in a grounded, stoic way. In a, in a way that allows us to get the results we want via logical dissection of a problem to allow it to best be resolved. I said that very poorly. What I really meant was people need to be prepared for conflict because conflict is coming. And if you're not able to deal with conflict because you've never, it's always been mediated for you and not by you, you're going to end up not able to handle conflict and shy away from it. And if you shy away from conflict, you become averse to conflict and you want to back away into a shell, a shell of safety. And so this artificial bubble that we create for people is, I saw this um, on Facebook the other day and it was roughly protecting people from pain seems magnanimous, but it's really selfish because we're not preparing people for what's coming. And I encourage this constantly. I encourage toughness and resilience. And it's this message lost on this generation that toughness and resilience not, not that they're optional. Everybody says that they're important, but the idea that people need to be in pain is, that's considered optional. And maybe I'm a good person to speak on this because I, 
I view pain as my teacher. I run towards pain. I run towards uncomfortable situations because it's my teacher. It reflects back onto me my weak spots. So I'm wearing chainmail armor. Or no, more precisely, the dragon in the Lord of the Rings series. It had like this weak spot that you're supposed to hit with this arrow. And when I'm put in difficult situations, they hit me in my weak spot. I have weak spots all over. There are certain things that trigger me. And it's my job to be in those situations, get triggered, realize I'm triggered, and adjust myself so I'm no longer triggered in those situations. That's how I become a full human being, or rather, a fully actualized human being, a resilient human being, a strong human being, an emotionally strong human being. And I don't see a way around that. In the same way, like we, we know this, Jonathan Haidt often talks about the immune system, that stresses to the immune system. The immune system is anti-fragile, meaning the more you stress it, the stronger it gets. And, but the body isn't that dissimilar. If you want to build a strong body, you got to put it through a lot of pain, a lot of stressors. And the human emotional system is not that different. And it makes me sad to see and right, what I'm doing is stereotyping when I talk about somebody's face being kind looking, like they haven't, they aren't prepared for, this is my judgment, prepared for or aren't going to be able to handle adversity. That's a judgment that I have when I see a face that looks kind. I don't think it's an inaccurate judgment, honestly. I think it's in my sample sizes, which number thousands where I've made snap judgments and then later determine their accuracy, it, it does follow. And, and it is certainly societal and cultural. And what I want to do is keep this, I want to stop this momentum towards this movement. It's a terrible movement. And per the other things I talk about, once we create a generation, which we have, of people who are not emotionally resilient, they request the world be arranged around their lack of resilience. And then we start bubble wrapping society emotionally. And it's only gonna get worse. And that's just my larger point, right? We need to recognize what we're doing and diagnose whether or not it's correct with open eyes, with open logical eyes, not open emotional eyes. It's a big ego hit to be told that there's a problem, not only with you, but society or how you're doing things. It's a huge ego hit. And oh well, 
People take ego hits. Ego hits are part of the work. Ego hits are part of being emotionally resilient. Ego hits are part of being the best version of oneself, the chinks in your armor, the soft spots in your dragon skin. So to the extent that people aren't able to handle, I, I read an article the other day, it was about a guy who opened a door, he had to kick it because it stuck. And then on the other side was a lady who was crying because it triggered PTSD in her because her parents fought all the time and slammed doors and it reminded her of her divorce. And this is, this is something I've talked about with my brilliant sister-in-law, intent versus impact, right? The guy had no intent, but there's an impact on her and she's emotionally mm, torn up about it. And should he apologize? Probably not. And, but should we just give in to her emotions as they exist in that moment? I guess, because her emotions are real and they're happening and she is impacted, she is triggered. She's going through a difficult time in that moment. And I'm trying to say that there's a spectrum on which people should be allowed to crumble and not allowed to crumble. Like there's a reasonable human expectation through which somebody should be able to persevere emotionally through difficult emotional times. And that line is moving and it's moving in the direction of lack of emotional resilience. And I was another example. I, Michael Che has been subject to several calls for his firing over the last couple of weeks based on jokes he made during the news on Saturday Night Live. One was about a, a joke about Caitlyn Jenner. Um, he referenced her previous maleness, which I guess you can't do. And then he made a joke about um, a really, an older, like a woman who's in like in her late 50s, breastfeeding, or like jokes about having a child at a, in the late 50s. And I don't know, I, I don't remember what the joke was. It was about either having a dry vagina or being able to breastfeed just by standing while the baby's in the crib. It was something like that. It was something that was, you know, a tiny bit edgy. And people were like, oh, you're shaming, you're shaming. And I, I, I don't understand. I do understand that people don't want to feel hurt, but I don't understand why I do understand it. I mean, here's the hard part is I completely understand it because I'm, I'm, I come from this place. I come from this place where, because it's, it's an extension of political correctness. It's an extension of you are unconsciously hurting people. Stop doing it. It's a way of saying become conscious of other people's emotions. It's a, that's exactly what it is. And the expectation that people on the receiving end should be emotionally resilient and able to handle 
things that are not threatening. And what's odd is the people who are affected aren't the ones complaining. It's really the most fragile. I doubt, I don't, to my knowledge, Caitlyn Jenner has not made a statement about the joke on Saturday Night Live. And my judgment, my prediction, is 90% of transgender people would not care. Those who aren't subject to the ultra-progressive mindset where everything is taken offense at, to look at everything with the most negative lens possible. Sometimes we can just laugh. And another point about the Michael Che thing was don't punch down. Oh, I've heard that argument also. I, 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 I don't agree. I, I, we can make jokes about poor people who do stupid things, redneck people who do stupid things, right? There are racial things that we shouldn't do, and there are, I, yeah, women do stupid things, and like we can make fun of them. Because I'm a male, I can't make a joke about a woman? Is that a thing? People want it to be. I'm really rambling at this point. Here is my larger point. Strength is an asset. This is a Jordan Peterson thing. Teaching people to be weak is a bad strategy. Groups, the idea to me, in my judgment, the progressive idea is that we are strong as a group as we protect each other. My comment is strong groups cannot be made of weak people. A stronger group is made up of stronger people. And for that reason, there needs to be emotional resilience in these people. People cannot crumble for small issues. That is the mark of a weak person. I stand by that. And it's hard. It's hard to look at somebody in the face and say, you're not emotionally resilient. You are emotionally weak. You are too fragile. Because it, it cuts at their core. It cuts at their ego. It's a huge ego hit. And... I don't know any other way around it other than to, well, the way around it is to extol the virtues of strength, not to be accusatory of weakness. I think accusatory of weakness is a cultural idea that we use to acknowledge the need for changes while promoting strength for those who are weak. That's probably the right thing to do. We probably need to start with younger generations. We've ruined a generation. We really have. I didn't do it, but um, people did. So that's where we are. I don't know what my point was there. My point was about facial strengthening, facial. Yeah, it's a sign of an inner strength and hardness that is valuable and we need to figure out how to move that way and my goal is to be part of that movement that's the end of this episode of logical empathy